On the, well, last to be able to do a podcast in the whole history of the internet. We are going to sit here every week and we are going to talk about movies that we have seen, movies that we want to see, and movies that we wish we hadn't seen. Okay. So, I am Richard Laird. We are sitting next to Colin McKay. Uh-huh. And Colin, why are we doing this? Because we love films and we just want to share all over the world. And also because we are boring the life out of our significant others and friends and family by talking movies at every possible opportunity. This is a cathartic way of us to get all the movie shit off our chest. Everything we hate, everything we like, everything we love and everything we wish was better. And we also get beer as well. And we also get beer as well. Exactly. What are you drinking tonight, Colin? Uh, tobacco. Tobacco, because that's where we are tonight. Uh, We're in Tobacco. In Glasgow. Thanks for letting us host. And I am drinking the East Coast IPA, which is very nice. Yeah, it's and I'm drinking tobacco, which is <laughs> really nice. Very nice. Yes. And cheaper than and cheaper. <laughs> Only slightly cheaper. So, the films we're going to talk about this week are A Dog's Purpose. And Colossal. Colossal. And also, we did see Whiskey Galore, King Arthur, and Miss Sloan, which you have only seen two of those five. Two of those films, but we're also going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We may talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was like two years ago, so we may not talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We've talked, everything I've talked about that. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah, but that's like an aging film. There's been at least two, there has been at least two massive films out since then. It's the biggest one. But possibly. Right, go. Go, okay. (laughs) So you spoke on the first one we've both seen, not together, but we have seen both seen it. It's called A Dog's Purpose. It was directed by Lassie Halstrom. Colin, do you know anything he's done before? Lassie Halstrom? Yeah, Lassie Halstrom. Lassie Come Home? No, he did not do Lassie Come Home. Who's Lassie Halstrom? Lassie Halstrom, I believe, maybe Swedish. Going by the name, Swedish, Norwegian, possibly Finnish. Okay. He's a Viking. He's definitely definitely a Viking audience. He's a he. He will fuck you up, yes. (laughs) He directed, amazingly, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Okay. Yeah. Right, um, he also did Cider House Rules. Not seen that. Michael Caine's only Oscar. Is that one with Toby? Tom McGuire, Michael Caine. Okay, Michael Caine does an American accent. Michael Caine wins an Oscar. Michael Caine should learn only do American accent. Michael Caine should get an Oscar for the American accent. Yeah, that's, that's too it was right. so amazing they've done that, yeah. <laughs> uh, he also did The Casanova, the one with Heath Ledger, if you saw that one. No. no not a bad film, decent film. Back to Gilbert Grape, though. But, but, no, amazingly done Gilbert Grape, yeah. Was that his first movie? It, no, I think he's done some Swedish stuff and like some like Scandinavian stuff in the past. That was maybe breakthrough into the. He's done a lot of Abbott shit. I'm going to take it that he's an Abbott fan. Well, yeah, possibly. Well, he's, we're going to assume that he's Swedish then at that point. No, Abbott, 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 Abbott. My life is a dolphin. Okay, right. Let's that. go. The main film he done was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That was his breakthrough. That's probably breakthrough film. He also recently directed a few of the sort of um, Nicholas Sparks type ones, done that Dear John. I think, I can't remember who's in it, it's basically Nicholas Sparks in a movie. Right, on Gilbert Grape, the, the girl that played the mum, the big woman. Ah. She, she was like really kind of bedridden, did she win an Oscar for that? I can't remember, I mean she may have done, possibly. She, she was amazing. Um, yeah. Fucking amazing, DiCaprio uh, was totally involved. Absolutely. You're, you're actually getting Critters 3. Right, okay, yeah. So Critters 3 is the breakthrough, or clearly the breakthrough of any film. The romantic fucking notions out of that. Anyway, back to the He also done Dear John, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. Have you seen that one? I've not seen this one with Ewan McGregor. Is it Hathaway? No, it's not Hathaway, it's... Um, some 
female actress. Female actress. Em- could be Emily Blunt. That makes sense. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, very charming film, but makes really no logical sense whatsoever. Yeah. That's right. And for the sake of dogginess, he also done Hatchie a Dog's Tale, which I haven't seen. Richard Gere's in it. Yeah, he's in it. It's a heartbreaking film. True story. It really will absolutely fuck you up. It is an absolute. It breaks my heart that Richard Gere's not a fucking boyfriend because I've got a man. Uh, back to a dog's purpose. Right. What do we think oh, of it? Uh, I knew that I kind of went in knowing that it's going to be sad because the dogs and reincarnation and stuff like that. And I came out with a wee few tears in my eyes. Not as sad and heartbreaking as I thought it was going to be, but it was, yeah, it was freaking. Without spoiling anyone, the, the end message was a lot simpler than I thought it might have been. There was no kind of answer, it was just like, here's a dog's purpose, and it is. Like it out, and that was it. Yeah, it's a pitch film. It's trying not. To, it's been really difficult in trying not to offend anyone by being as sort of family wholesome as possible when you are dealing with a series of dead dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, from the fucking get go, yeah. Yeah. Here's a dog that's dead. You fall in love with a dog, then it dies. You fall in love with a dog, then it dies. There's a lot, a lot of controversy about some dog getting pushed into water, and people. Apparently, that was all crap. Apparently, yeah. what? Yeah, they. There was, there was all kind of people running about it. Lots of dog yeah, handles, they, handles and that. And the all, Humane Society came out and said it was like partly staged footage or something, so it wasn't in any way. It was bullshit, but uh, I think the movie done really bad because of it, though. I think the backlash fucked it up. Yes. It's a shame because yeah. it's a really good movie, and people haven't seen it because of that. Okay. It's a solid, decent film. It's a good, solid family movie. It yeah. works for. It's only about 90 minutes long. It pretty much comes in at 90 minute mark. Yeah, I took um, a few kids to see it. Um, teenager, nine year old, and a six year old, and three different parts. They all loved it, and they all kind of came out with different parts as well. And the wee's one kind of had his favourite dog and his favourite bits. The kind of bigger one understood all of it, and the middle one, the girl, was just you know, doing that with all the fucking dogs. No, man, the total movie. Kids, adults, fucking grandparents. Babies. <laughs> Babies are going to watch that one. Could it prevent a cat lover to like dogs? That is the real question. The bit with the cat was funny as well. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, there was absolute charm in it. There's nothing offensively bad in it. It's just, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's a box ticking film. Yeah. It totally plays for the heartstrings. And it sometimes, but not as much as I thought it would. I did appreciate it. In the same way, something like Marley than me. I've never seen it. Again, it, I don't know, did people know the ending of Marley and Me before it came out? Was it well known? Does it die? It basically the dog dies, yeah. But well, Owen Wilson dies or the dog dies? It, no, the dog dies. Yeah, better movie Owen Wilson, yeah. died. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill Owen Wilson. Very that seems harsh to kill Owen Wilson. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and the same idea. Like it, it, it's a, one of those films that will be on every single year on some random channel and people will still watch it and it'll probably do business that way. Okay, I'm going to make it a funny mission to watch Marley and Me. Yeah, watch Marley and Me. Marley and Me is... You will watch, I think Marley Me is decent. I don't think the puppy is pretty good. I'm looking at someone who's seen Puppy in Years and she's shaking her head, so Puppy in Years is not good apparently. Which Puppy Years? It's the prequel to Marley and Me. No. Marley was a pup. Marley was a pup, yeah. Is Owen Wilson? Is it the same dog? No, it's not because Marley, Marley's a dog and a wee pup in the first one as well. Did it de-age? They don't de-age Marley. They don't go all cut Russell on him. No, Owen Wilson did it de-age him. <laughs> no, they don't de-age him. No. Ah, right, okay, don't want to say that. No. So, overall, Dog's Purpose, you would, would, um, would you watch it again? I actually would, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't go and see it in the cinema again. I wouldn't care about the block on it. But no, I never was browsing through channels. I see it. I would stop. You at least stop for five minutes. Years. It does look like it's just aiming purely at just everyone who loves a puppy. But, 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 no emotion. No emotion. 
years of fucking abuse by misogynistic men. No, she's not. She's not suffering from that at all. It's dark. Right? It is dark, but I'm she's not. It started in fucking rom-com, lovey-dovey fucking romance comedy. Took my lady with me, got comfortable, holding hands, shit like that. Brendan Lee, I was fucking depressed, man. Yeah, it is a depressing film, but... <laughs> give it a rough plot. The, the film at the start, Man Hathaway is... 30-something. 30-something. Out of work. Yeah, drink problem. Drink problem. Party girl. And then, because of that, her boyfriend, the very lovable Dan Stevens. I didn't know he was English. You know what? He's famous from Downtown Abbey. I've never seen him. Okay. Abbey. He's also the Beast in the new film. No, I thought he was American. Because of the guest. Is that only because you're only you've seen him as a guest so far? I've seen him in the guest and... Um, Legion, seen him in Legion as well and something else, and every time he's played American. Is he in Legion as well? He's the main guy. Oh, he's the main guy, I thought, the, 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 the TV show, not the movie. Yeah, aye, sorry, oh, not, 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 not the Paul Bentley movie. Okay, it's just fair enough. Awesome it's, it's not an awesome film at all. No, I love it. No, it's yeah. not. Dennis Quaid's in it, isn't it? Yeah. Anything Dennis Quaid in it, automatically comes off um, But yeah, um, it's a dark, dark, dark fucking film. Yeah, it takes... Yeah, she's getting something, drink problem, I'm a man, kind of, he's pissed off. So that's my point, if you were to watch that film, it starts out with Anne Hathaway going through this sort of basically a midlife crisis and then she goes back home and stuff happens you'd, you'd probably you would probably commit to that film and go and see it because obviously Anne Hathaway's a good actress and it's something worthwhile watching yeah. then you would get the twist of what happens in the film if you didn't know that was coming that is going to have a massive impact because you're sitting there basically for the first maybe 20 minutes of the film waiting for the main thing to happen you're like going I want to see how this happens yeah. now, like I said it's not a monster movie it no, it's not, not a big not. fucking monster movie there's so much more depth and layers to it but yeah you go in see the killer and you think you're going to see him and you're like you're like that was a fucking monster no it's not a monster film and I don't think I don't think the trailer pitched it specifically as a monster movie but it did ruin a major sort of point of the film which yeah. I think is a bit of a shame um, even saying that though it was a phenomenal movie I like genuinely in my top 10 this year so far I absolutely loved it um, really really enjoyed it I'm going to so anyway directed by a man called Nacho Vigalondo heard of this guy before is he foreign? Is he is he is Spanish I believe <laughs> I think the only reason I know his name is because number one he's done a recent small cast of Kevin Smith okay. um, and also he is friendly with Mark Miller I think okay. I believe he's friendly with Mark Miller I'm not 100% sure but I think he's friendly with Mark Miller but anyway his other work has been ABCs of Death have you ever seen that? Bits of it, yeah. Shit. He also did a film called Open Windows again another kind of horror film no, but not a fan does one called uh, Time Crimes yeah, it's, 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 a low, it's a low budget, essentially it's a low budget um, like time travel film and a guy goes back and to stop crimes. Is it time cop? It's not quite time cop because he's not a cop, I don't think I remember all of it. Is it quantum leap meets time cop? Not really. I wouldn't say it was like that, but it's a worthwhile watch because it's like, it's time travel done well. Is it a show or a movie? Sorry? Sorry? No, it's a movie. Right. So it's, it's time travel done interestingly. Okay. And it's done on a budget, so they have to rely on story rather than effects to make it. Well, didn't do that, but it, to me it reminded me a little bit of that. But, it, but what Colossal had that say Take Shell didn't have was a lot more comedy in Colossal. It was, it was, it was subtle, man. Subtle comedy. But usually the comedy is offset by a real moment of darkness. You know, a real kind of moment where you think that's, it takes a real twist, because the main male actor in it is um, Sudeikis. Is that I couldn't figure out who the hell that was. Yeah, and it's Dacus. I think it's, I'm pretty 
sure it is, yeah. Cool. And Dan Stevens. Ah, but he's only, Dan Stevens only for like 10 minutes total, yeah. So Dave is the main sort of, and also Tim Blake Nelson as well. Tim Blake Nelson, he plays uh, our friend. Yeah. But, so Dave is playing sort of like, he, at the start of the film, you think he's playing his normal, his normal yeah, type. A body every man. Yeah, not like doing anything technically different from that. He's a real darkness. To, yeah, a real. Yeah. He's a real, a real nasty, nasty ton in it. And that, yeah. to me, that's where the film like came really alive. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. Is like seeing him do something different. Of course. Yeah, this time. Oh. Like, you can imagine your seat. This is like this is called fucking pick up a baseball. You know, this is yeah. Awesome. Do you think again, if the trailer had been slightly, I mean, the trailer didn't really sell that part all over. I think that's what I'm saying. The trailer and poster campaign, if it had been slightly different you'd have been looking at a, a much different reading of that film would it have got an audience because of that maybe not maybe people a lot of people were going to me thinking I'm going to go and see a gentle comedy and there'll be people that don't want to see the comedy and they're going to see the film they'll miss that really like a dark film because they're going to watch it again the market but it's made it kind of like a bit of a screw and it's just fabulous so we liked it though I enjoyed it and 7 out of 10 7 out of 10 I would give it yeah four and a half five. It's definitely like genuinely of the films I've seen this year. It's probably in the top. I'm saying top ten right now, but probably even top five. Guardians is number one. Guardians is not on the top ten right now. No. On the top ten? Not, well, yeah, no, not in the top film yet. Really? I'm not going to say. We're not even halfway through the year, so. Look, we'll get on the Guardians of the Galaxy later for you, but okay. yeah, Guardians. Of, I have issue with Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, okay. other viewings this week. So I'll run through things, some of the things I saw, because I know you haven't seen quite as much as myself this week. First one I saw, I was actually on a triple header with Colossal, was Whiskey Galore. Right, which is a remake of an old film. Yeah, I mean, yeah possibly before. Yeah, I'm going to say 50s, yeah. Scottish Island, there's a whiskey kind of drought and a shit And they steal the whiskey from the boat. From the boat, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's by a Scotsman called Giles McKinnon. He, I can't remember what he's done before, honestly. He's, I, and Gregor Fisher plays the main role. He was a big, well, Eddie Izzard plays the, the cop on the island. You've also got the guy from the kind of, what was his name, the Scottish guy, he's in the Game of Thrones style advert for, um, no, not the Hound, the guy's in the, the advert for like Lloyds or something, he's playing like kind of Game of Thrones type character, he's in Big Brother. Yeah, 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 him, yeah, James Cosmo. Whiskey Galore, I would again put it in the same vein as your Dog's Purpose kind of film. Small faces though, right? Not a good film. He. Oh, fuck, you're doing right there, you're okay with him? Oh, yeah. This film is still completely passable. It is a film your granny would like, your mum would like, it's something you'd watch at Christmas time. It's a kids movie. Yeah, because there's nothing in it that's offensive in any way. It's. It's just a, it's a quaint slice of very stereotypical Scottish life. Is it proper kilts, bagpipes and hats? Yes, I mean, every, pretty much every person in the film has got red hair, every person in the film is not quite wearing a kilt but they're wearing something tartan at some point. Okay, um, it's red and... Yes, exactly. Well, you know, if it wasn't so warm and friendly and, and lovely, it would be obscenely offensive right. to anyone watching who is Scottish of any descent. Yes, basically, yeah. Right. It's a quilt of a French film about a guy with onions and a striped top and, you know, with a bread on. So, yeah. Does it stick to the original? I know there's not much you can do with the script anyway, but does it... I have not seen the original. Okay. Like, I know what the original is about, but I've never seen it. So, But it does seem to, like, I don't think there's much 
not anything different from it. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. It's, not, it's a formula you can't. It, it looks like a very generic remake, but new audience will see it. You know, most I'm, I'm guessing anyone who wants to watch Whiskey Galore right now of a young age might not want to watch it in black and white so that's at least his opening up colour yeah, version I think it will perform worldwide or just no I think it seems very, very much a Scottish maybe Canada you may be looking at Canada Australia yeah, okay. because you know kind of the, the, the ties and ties to Scotland yeah. in that way but yeah. hey, I don't see anybody in Newcastle or like you know Croydon going to see this film they're going to do a stupid shit where they send it down to England and they subtitle it because they can't fucking understand what they're uh, talking about uh, no I don't think because weirdly a lot of them do speak with sort of very kind of almost English accents it's very, po- it's very post Scottish. Post Scottish. Yeah, so it's. it's yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's very understandable. Right. You know, yeah. so again, if you pay, if I to pay twelve bucks a movie to go and see, which I think the cinema price is about twelve pounds just now, I'm not paying twelve quid to go and see it. I'm happily watch it on DVD or Netflix, it, but not illegal download. Not illegal download. Watch it if you've got a card and you get cinema for free. It's worth it for that. Yeah, but it's not bad for that one. We'll say three. Give it me. Give it two and a half to three. It's Queen. Okay. The recommendation. Generous, man. Generous. Next one I saw on the same day, the first time I saw that that after that morning was King Arthur. The Secret of the Sword. Oh, why? Legend of the Sword. King Arthur, come and have a go. You can't. Yes, essentially, yes. It is. I'm not going to say it's a mess because it's not a mess, mess. It's a, there's, there's a lot going on in it. You know, like, give it to a guy, Richie, I'll give a filmmaker credit who swings for the fences, and he is swinging hard on this thing. Does he miss? He misses quite a lot, okay. yeah. He, did they do the whole Cockney accent? They do do the Cockney accent. Is that all like governor? It, it is, no, it's more like, it is very much the governor, it's very much like a sort of, like, if it was set in London now, like, sort of not London, like, the stereotypical London now, it's almost like EastEnders does King Arthur. Like, you expect Barbara Windsor to be, like, appearing in it at some point. Singing these up all yeah. So it's it's not a bad watch. The only thing I really got from the entire film was that Charlie Hunnam, who we all enjoy in Sons of Anarchy, is not a leading man. Yeah. Like he's he's absolutely fine if you watch him in a big budget film in a small role, or a small budget film in a big role, or on TV, absolutely fine, but he cannot carry a movie. Okay, what about what was the one that got me to watch specifically? Again, he cannot carry that film. Okay, okay. just checking your yeah. Yeah. You look at something like Crimson Peak, where he's playing, I think he's third billing on Crimson Peak. He's absolutely fine in Crimson Peak yeah, because he's not. Yeah, he's not asking. What's his name? The guy from Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul. Both Again, the same. They did the backup. Green Street. Again, he's not the main actor in Green Street. Yeah, he's the main hooligan in Green Street. Yeah, he's the one. That, he's thingy brother. Yeah. But again, was a memorable role for me. Yeah, but again, he's not the main protagonist in that film. The main protagonist in that film is Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. He's there purely as backup. He makes him look Nazi. Yeah, he does. He did, he did Nazi quite a bit recently. Um, yeah, yeah. He finally he's been typecasted in Nazi. Some morbid to Nazi. Yeah. So, Hunnam. I'm going to compare to the guy who is in John Carter. Taylor, 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 Taylor Kitch. Yeah, Taylor, yeah. Again, yeah. awesome when he was in. Um, Friday Night. Fucking say Twilight. No, Friday Night Lights. He was in the TV show. He was in Friday Night Lights TV show. He was also in Battleship. 
which is not a good film. We're not going to do it. No. But he's, a, he's also a very passable actor, but just cannot carry a film. Yeah, and he needs to have everything. We are looking for the next major star, you know, because like, we've got... Cruz is getting to an age where he can probably start winding down to some degree, I'd imagine, over the next few years, maybe. He needs someone to replace that. In the same way, when Arnie and Stallone got a little bit older, we had we stayed them. We had a few other guys who were trying to be the guy who's going to be that next one. And really, no one's come along with it. I mean, The Rock might be the guy now who's that. Who's that? Yeah. Maybe The Rock, maybe Vin Diesel might be that. He might be the guy who's sort of filled that role, but they're still looking for that guy who can be the sort of could carry that big budget film almost with an everyman appearance, you know, because no one looks like The Rock. I honestly can't remember anyone else who's in it. Jude Law plays a king, yes. He is solid in it, nothing wrong with him again. Again, no one's bad in the film. Like, even Charlie Hunnam is not bad. Just doesn't have the charisma. Right, can I ask David Beckham? David Beckham's cameo is probably one of the worst cameos you've ever in your life. I have no talks as well. Yeah, he talks, this is the thing. We all agree, me and you had a problem. But the thing is, if you're a director, if you're a writer, if you put our friends in a film, the one thing we would make sure before we put them in a film and make sure make sure they can act or at least speak in a way you go, that sounds like it should belong in this world. He was in the one, the spy one recently. The he was in Gold 2. Was it what? Gold 2, Gold yeah. Two. Gold 2? Yeah, with the Real Madrid squad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so one that was in recently with um, sitting. Oh, my name's the film partly going. It's the one with um, Man from Uncle. He's a projectionist in that film. It's like um, Neymar. Neymar was in X Triple X Two. Yeah, you seen that? Neymar was in Triple X Three. No, Triple X Three. It wasn't the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the rise of Jander yeah. Kane. Triple X Two was a. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems to be like kind of footballers and films are coming up. In, in that film with, um, like for example, the Neymar guy, he is playing a football player. Yeah. Coming cheap. I'm a fucking yeah. footballer. This is my trade. That's the my the yeah. list of actors from football who have crossed over into the acting world is pretty small. We can think. I can think of. Cantona, who did some really decent stuff, a couple of Western he was in. Interesting stuff, maybe. Yeah. Vinnie Jones. With Vinnie Jones, who done one role of, of note, and then played Juggernaut. And was also in a Westlife video, apparently, which is not, you know, proof of anything. Well, 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 fucking zero fucking yeah. I'm sorry. He was good in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrows, but again, in that film, he's sort of playing himself. Yeah, caricature of fucking Fuckin Jones. himself. Was he, was he in Snatch as well? Did he turn up in Snatch? Yes, he was in X3 as well. It was also in that football one with Danny Dyer. The football factory? No, no, it was like the, the, the prisoners against the guards. Oh, it was the longest yard we made. Me Machine. Me Machine, yeah. Uh, Jones or Dyer? Mm -hmm. uh, I'd probably rather, probably Jones. I don't know, Dyer's fucking. Dyer's pretty bad. This is probably what King Arthur was missing, it didn't have Danny <laughs> Dyer in it. Yeah. I love that guy's a football. If Danny Dyer was in it, you go, at least, at least they know tongue in cheek where they're going with this. Yeah, this there seemed to be a real lack of a tongue in cheekness to it because yeah. it didn't it seemed to it didn't know what it wanted to do. It seemed like if it had a bit of comedy in it, like go along like say a mummy or something like that, you might have enjoyed it more, but it seemed very deadpan. This is serious. It's very poor face and that thing all the way through, yeah. Lots of wings are you know, gentlemen. 
bridges to. <laughs> no, nothing like that. That's like, it's so down the line of it. This is what we're doing. It's we are seriously treating this subject matter. Um, How long to run? It runs for pretty much bang on two hours. So it's a long, it's a long haul. Okay. And but all those two hours, there's about an hour and a half of build up, and then it sprints to the finish. And the sprint to the finish is such a bizarre mix of just dodgy CGI and weird supernatural stuff that you're going to go and you're like going I'm really not sure what I'm watching and why I'm watching it and but anyway you're, 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 you're done on that note of dodgy CGI and supernatural stuff the new Transformers movie is that not based on King Arthur Legend as well? it's based on like three different time periods is it? yeah do you reckon they're very big on that? I really hope they're very big they're just playing up against Bumblebee for some reason yeah, um, fucking better movie for them yeah so King Arthur unfortunately I would say like it's a two star flick it's maybe a drunken DVD watch yeah or like maybe on channel if you were channel surfing would you watch it yeah if it was late at night on a Friday night you're sitting at home I'd probably sit and watch it probably like drunkenly watch it it's not the worst fucking movie but I wouldn't search out maybe like two star it's not it's not worth it's not worth searching out but if you find it then it's watch it just stop across it watch it but don't fucking look don't look for it no I'm doing that and the last film I've watched in the past week was one called Miss Sloan directed by John Madden not the not the the NFL god you know John Madden directed Shakespeare in Love and also Missy Brown Billy Connolly Billy Connolly film yeah good film so good film guy with a bit of credit knows how to put a story together knows what he's doing with a movie Miss Sloan lives and dies on its cast and the main cast is Jessica Chastain who we all know is phenomenally awesome will do who can do no wrong in pretty much any film she's in who is she Miss Sloan she is Miss Sloan she carried a film for the whole film she plays a lobbyist who works for a a special interest group who basically want to try and push through gun laws and make it easier to carry guns she's a crisis of confidence and she says they quit that company and join the opposite lobbyist team who are, who are reeling against that and want to is this like the NRA inside? yeah basically got up against no he's not okay. so she got up against the NRA our main boss is Sam Waterston who, we, who again freaking is awesome but the film lives and dies on her she is in pretty much every single scene in the film she is phenomenal every single scene in the film the only problem the film is it's got a really weak ending it's got a very Mr Smith goes to Washington type ending which doesn't fit with the tone of the film yeah I mean the film is all about how nasty politics is and how it you know takes the best of us and turns into the, the, the most horrible people and you'll do anything to win and then it is ending where it's you know politics can save us all and we can do everything about it. There is more to it than that, but it it, it, it falls quite shallow on it, you know. So, um, but, for, but purely for her performance, it's worth watching. She is fantastic in it. I would watch it purely for her again. Would it be a better movie if it was about this own fight and challenge? That would probably be a better movie. Yeah, this time, possibly. It would be a better movie if it would be a better film. <laughs> the guy who was directing or writing it sorry was not in his mind thinking he was Aaron Sorkin 
Right, right. So he was going for a lot of dialogue. Yeah, he was going for that, yeah. And yeah, like, there's no fault in aiming for, you know, swinging big. Mm-hmm. But you're not Aaron Sorkin. Only Aaron Sorkin is Aaron Sorkin. Let it rest at yeah, that, you know. Give him my space, yeah. But again, purely for her performance, I would definitely watch it again because like, she is fantastic in it. I know, you like Jessica Chastain. It's one of those films I think it could have probably come out, I, don't know, I think it came out quite early in America. Like, I think we've been waiting about six months to see it now. Okay. So I think it was out last year early on. I think they're trying to maybe push it for an Oscar, perhaps. Is it missed the Oscar season? Or it could mean contention for next year. If it, if it came out after, I think, um, December of last year, yeah, it'd be contention for next year. But in which case, I think it'll be forgotten by that time. Okay. I don't know if they released it last year early in America to try and push for that Oscar. But, but it never really got it. But I, like I said, I think she deserves at least a nod for it. I think she's very good in it. But worth a watch. Four. Four out of five. Strong four. Four. Three star film, five star performance. Oh Give you a four star movie. One star from Jill. Fucking punch. Punch you so right there. Didn't see it. Oh, it's like man versus fucking white. Yo, one star versus four. That's terrible. You need a guy. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. It was two weeks ago, but we'll still talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, there's. I mean, we could talk about Alien, you know, the whole Alien series you wanted to be. Talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll talk about a fucking talking raccoon or a fucking going alien killing the base or anything like this. I will talk about Guardians of the Galaxy then. Exactly. We will discuss aliens at a later date with other alien things. I've not seen, I've not seen Prometheus or aliens yet anyway, so okay. anything you say about it is. God. Falling in deaf ears. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, let's just fucking it's walk through that. Guns of the Galaxy, what do you think of it? Fucking amazing. Fucking <laughs> like... It's review it's call, is it? The second best film I've seen apart from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it was fucking superb. Your opening scene with fucking Baby Hicks doing his shit to the fucking end scene, it was just perfect. Absolutely fucking loved it. <laughs> I don't disagree you're, you're, with your point of the baby group to start is phenomenal. Opening sequence is awesome. Is a fantastic op- the two opening sequences are great. The Kurt Russell, <laughs> the aging, is amazing. Based on you know as well, it's done by makeup, yeah, not makeup, makeup nine percent makeup, not CGI. So that's impressive. The baby group. He looks like Kurt Russell from Overboard. Man boner again. In fact, he looks like Kurt Russell from Used Cars. That's what he looks like. He looks amazing. He looks like Kurt Russell, amazing. That seems phenomenal. The opening of the actual Guardians when you see the um, baby group dancing around all the background, fantastic, loved it, it it's great, it's, it's a real ballsy, confident opening, it shows a real kind of, they know what they want to do, I think after that it slightly falls away from me. The story isn't as strong as it The story's weak, the story is weak. It's a fucking Marvel movie, the stories are why you don't see it. No, but they don't have it. Winter Soldier or Civil War those are strong stories that was, I think that was the exception to the rule this again that's a weaker one yeah I give you it's a poor story I just fucking loved how they took the characters from the first movie carried the them, got them to fucking train and let them loose the only one that they didn't that let me go was Star Lord yeah he was marginalised in this film they did they sort of but then, what do you do with Star-Lord now? He's... He has a swag in Star-Lord, that's all. Oh, because he's, he's now met his dad. That was the whole thing of leaving Earth. And now, he doesn't want to go back to it. He actually says that in the film. I don't want... Why do I want to go back there? He has no link to Earth 
anymore now as well. So what you do with him now, the only interesting characters are now are you've got Drax, who's again, but even the, the yeah, he's really funny. Planet. But if you remember, what was the last line Drax has in like Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, he did just fucking laugh. No, he passed the baby. He never said anything. Okay, right, okay, right. One of the last things got it. One of the last things Drax says in the first Guardians of the Galaxy is he says he can now go after Thanos. Thanos yeah. That was he didn't even he didn't acknowledge that in this film at all. His motivation in the first one was he wanted to kill um, Gamora and Nebula because they were involved in his, his family death. Yeah. So he, he brought solace with that in some respect. And he said he wanted to go after Thanos and he doesn't mention it again in this film. This is just a as a popcorn movie and as a comedy it works very well yeah. but as an actual film I would put it a good chunk below the first See, one I, I wanted the popcorn movie that was my fucking little box right there as I want them to fucking tame me from start to finish I was entertained I can't deny it as an entertaining as hell film yeah. but in terms of the Marvel pantheon of the like, you know, 15 films I think possibly yeah 15 films yeah. I'm putting it well behind Civil War, well behind um, Winter Soldier, well behind Iron Man 1, and well behind Iron Man 3. No, I think Guardians is my favourite. And Guardians, well, well behind Guardians as well. Possibly Winter Soldier, I mean I'd be repeating that. Possibly. Next to it, yeah? Yeah. Is it purely for the comedy? Is it entertaining? Just that it's a pure, it's just it's a popcorn movie, that's it. It's, it's purely entertaining. It's a don't think, don't think I just sit back and enjoy the fucking night. It didn't annoy you. It was just two of just stupid fucking big smile on my face. It was annoying that the film ended again for giant battle in space. Marvel? Every fucking Yes, we did. Uh, it didn't add anything at all to it. Like, yeah. like, like, probably like ninety-nine percent of three D films didn't really add anything to it. What I would say I did really enjoy about it was the fact that it did not seem concerned with trying to widen the Marvel universe. Yeah, it was very much in its own. Yeah, there's there's no mention of Thanos. I was mention of him a couple of times. But that was it. There's no like cut to him. It did bring a few things in that you see the Watchers for the first time. And a few other things and mention Adam Warlock as well. But that's left really towards the end of the film, and it's left towards the, the credit scenes. Yeah. The actual film itself stands alone pretty strongly right. in its own, in its own right. credit scenes there was five. five. Right. First one was, can you remember? Stanley was one. Stanley Stan was the last one. Which James Gunn is retconned is apologised for because that couldn't have happened in the Guardians time, I think. Yeah. So he went, oh, I'm sorry, I fucked up. You know what? Charles fucked No. I think we've got to, even though we love him and he is our granddad in every way, we've got to stop Stan leaving in these films. But have they not filmed the next five? Yes, yeah. If he wants you to stand there and let someone walk by him and have a wee wink to the camera, I am absolutely okay with that. There's no issue with that. You know, they, those kind of, they kind of things are fine. When they want to actually bring him as a freaking plot point or even make him act in any way, shape, or form. I don't want that. Only thing, only thing Stan Lee's got out from the is the fact they're basically saying that that Stan Lee now is the same person in every film. Yeah, I, that, that's what I get. That it's been a continual guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of Jesus what he's done. Yeah, it was his biggest channel. Yeah, and guns apologise for fucking up the timeline. Think it's worse. Is it worse than the Civil War one? What was the
No, it was worse than that. Worse than that one? I think so. I think his best one's been um, Deadpool. Uh, no, I like the Spidey one. Um, he's in Spider-Man. It's not in Marvel. It's not in Marvel, Marvel, but it's in the Spider-Man one when they fight in the classroom, and he's the librarian, and he's taking oh, the books and he's stamping the books. Yeah, yeah. That's his best one. Yeah. I didn't need it, but fair enough, right? If you like it, you like it. Okay. And how does Star Lord understand this? It must all, it's all inflection, isn't it, really? I'm assuming he's like learned what he's saying, essentially. Or he's just making assumptions. Just yeah, possibly. What is it all You They bring in Adam Warlock, or they bring in the idea of an Adam Warlock being into it. You have also the original Guardians of the Galaxy with Stallone St- right Stallone was fucking beautiful in that movie I, I love fucking Stallone did you for half a second think Stallone was playing Judge Dredd do you know what he was playing fucking Stallone he, he, he was perfect he was so sweet he was just like it's Stallone and Gavin that's the point, they've cut Russell and Stallone in the same movie and not once did they make a single Tango and Cash reference. That was lined up. Instead, they pawn us off with a really shitty Baywatch reference. Oh no, um, Knight Rider, Hasselhoff right there. It was good to see the wee Cameo for the Hoff as well. That was good. Was that a cameo from Hoff or was that footage of the Hoff? No, it's a cameo. Cameo, yeah. That's a cameo. He went for like one day to do it. I bet he got paid fucking. Oh, he probably, yeah, he would do it for that kind of thing. He would do it for that kind of thing. So in your world, that's the best film this year so far, Guardians? So far, yeah. Absolutely not. Fucking adored it. I, I know I'm childish and stupid and fucking can't see past the fucking glossy bits, but yeah, totally. So if we get to December this year and we're still doing this and we do a film of the year, like top 10, you think that'll still be number one? Yeah. Is there anything coming this year that you might think might Ragnarok knock off? Might knock off. A Thor film might knock it off? <laughs> no, fucking Thor Hulk. No, 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 but let's not. Every single time we watch a trailer, every trailer can knock your, like, knock your socks off. Yeah. There's been some really good trailers, but some really shit films of late. Oh, totally. And it's yeah. getting worse and worse. Well, yeah. Again, why you're not watching yeah. But no, what's his name, man? Tidy Waikiki? Yes, yeah. He's a funny guy. What we do in the shadows. He's really, really funny. I agree for that, absolutely, yeah. I think if anyone can do Marvel Justice and be funny, you can live within that world, you think, and do something with it? Absolutely, yeah. I'm down there, man, yeah. There's no hope for any sort of no, like, sort of other indie or anything like that coming out, you think, oh, that could actually do something? I can't think of anything that I've seen, but I think it's going to blow me away. Free Fire, Baby Driver? I don't see Baby Driver, okay, okay, yeah, maybe. Baby Driver. Baby Driver might do something for you. Free Fire, I've not seen yet. I missed that, I've seen that, sadly, but I'll try and not download it and buy it in DVD so I can watch it home. Free Fire's in my top five. Top five? Top. Right, so far, what's your number one? Number one so far is Loving. Loving. The Ruth Negger one and Joel Egerton. It's about the couple in, I want to say Washington State or, Washington, or somewhere like that. And they are, not Washington State, not Washington State, one of the southern colonies, one of the southern states. They get married, like against, in a sense, against the law because they're, they're as an interracial couple. And it's basically comes, it's the, one of the first court cases of them trying to say they're marriage legal and binding. And it's it takes a sort of the whole sense of the struggle in America for like, equal rights for like, black for black people but it's like a really simple simple case and it just, it's such a lovely world so she is phenomenal in it 
and it's a real moment. Real thing is, and, and it's a moment in it when uh, Joel Eggerton is like talking to his lawyer, and the lawyer says, "So, do you want me to send to the jury to tell him or the judge to as of what what it should be?" And he just responds and just tell him I love my wife, and that's all he can think to say. He does it. He does. He's no issue making a big deal about this. He just loves his wife, and he's wants right. to. I wasn't. It, it did get me. Honestly, it's a. I had a tear in my eye. Yes, <laughs> it's a very very touching, lovely film, and it's absolutely worth seeing. So Loving is a fantastic film. Free Fire's in there as well. Okay. Colossal's in there as well. Um, La La Land might still be in there now. It came out this year in Britain. That came out this year in Britain, yeah. I watched that um, two nights ago. You like it? Second June. Ridiculously well. Particularly, opening and ending hold up fantastically well, yeah. Just makes you fucking fall up. That, that's the, it's just that pure fucking mushy, lovely, nice. Was, was Split this year? I think it was, wasn't it? I'll give Split up until the last five minutes of it. I'll go. I'm, I'm, I'm with Split. I was enjoying it a lot. Maggie Boy was good. The girls were terrible. Yeah, the twist was. Even no, not really. No, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. I'm all for that. I liked it. What we can do is next week we have next week is because on Thursday this week the juggernaut that is Pirates of the Caribbean is out, which Jack Sparrow is back, number five, which will basically chew up every single screen at every single cinema for the next week or so. Yeah. So the only two films out next week we're going to probably get a chance to see will be Pirates of the Caribbean and also Baywatch is out. I would, my friend, I would look at a few reviews. Fuck you, dude. No, I have, like, it's just another asshole's opinion. That's all that is. I will fucking go in there weekly. Swap in shorts. Is that care for in shorts? Okay, yeah. we'll talk about that one next week. We can try and see it next week, we'll talk about it again. Um, right, that's us. We'll finish it off. This is Richard and Colin signing off. Hope you guys are listening. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.